My name is Courtney Robertson, and this is my encounter. Growing up, I was immersed into all things church. We were at church on Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. I thought that I knew all there was to know about Jesus, all there was to know about God. Um, but what I really learned was a lot of religion. I learned a lot of rules and what to do, what not to do. And I began to look at God as this big figure in the sky who looked down on me and told me what I shouldn't do and what I should do in order to make it to heaven. And I was living life um, in a way that I just was hoping I wouldn't burn. And I was doing all the churchy things. You know, you get up and you, you dance and then you do your Easter speech. And I kind of just got immersed into going with the flow of church. And I thought that that's what God was all about. I thought that's what Christianity was all about. And um, so whenever I grew up, I feel like I didn't actually experience the love of God. I just experienced what not to do. Growing up, I was also bullied um, day in, day out, and I'm talking like the things you see in all the movies, pushed into doorways, pushed into lockers, talked badly about by all the cool girls. That was my reality growing up. And so as I got older, middle school and high school, I sat back and I thought, if God is really good, then why am I getting bullied? If God is really good, why do people in the church gossip? If God is really good, why do people in the church um, act so angrily, angry with other people? Why do people in the church um, still have horrible, beaten down, battered cars and they have the worst story to tell every Sunday? I just, it wasn't making sense in my mind. And so that kind of reframed how I thought about God. And it was, okay, God exists, but maybe not so much in my life, maybe not so much um, in our church. And I kind of took that with me, but still I always had God in my back pocket. I always went to church as my good little ticket for the Sunday um, so I wouldn't go to hell. I didn't actually experience any kind of love or any communication with God. I just went to church, went home, did what I wanted to do. At the age of 17, I got pregnant with my oldest child now. And at the age of 18, I got married, graduated high school, and I left the house early. Um, I did not come back one home after, I mean, I did not come back one night after sneaking out and my mom was furious and I told myself, well, I'm not going back there. And so from there, I kind of just learned life on my own. I um, learned what was okay and what wasn't okay. I learned how to apply for jobs and just do everything on my own. And um, I thought for a while I had a big, happy family that I loved. I thought that um, my life was going pretty well. I started my own photography business and it was going well. But after a while, after about two and a half years, um, my marriage just began to crumble and crackle. And at that point, we had been going to church and I, you know, God is all I knew. So I was like, we're going to go to church, dragging him to church, going to church with the kid and um, with my kid and um, just doing what I thought was OK. You know, living that seemingly, um, I guess, OK, Christian life where you just go to church, you go to work, you go home, you love your kid, you love your spouse. Um, and after that three year break, or after that three-year mark in our marriage, that's whenever everything broke. 
And then I really got upset and I was like, God, after all this, after dragging him back to church, after getting baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit and um, bringing my child into your house, dedicating him to you, all that, and my marriage still failed, well, I'm done. And so I turned my back to God. This was in 2018 and just did my own thing. I did what I thought Um, I kind of, I guess I would say I worshiped myself. I just went really, really hard in photography, just went for it and um, didn't really look back because lived my own life. And I kind of stopped going to church. I stopped. I would tune in every now and then and go every now and then. But I just stopped um, having that will, that desire to go to church and to serve a God who didn't really care about my life. And that's what I thought then. And so 2018 came and left. I ended up finding a new partner. And we have um, two beautiful kiddos together. And I thought everything was going great. Um, And that relationship, same thing, broke. And I just, again, this was 2020, that I thought, okay, you must not want me to be happy, God. So therefore, I'm really done with you. And I'm not coming back. And I did my own thing. I did what I thought everybody else my age did, what I was seeing on social media and online. Um, I went and I, I went out and I did those things. And when I grew up, there is, I'm a sibling of, there's five of us. There's more, but I grew up with just five of us. And I um, had to take care of my siblings. So I have three younger siblings um, that I grew up with. And I had to take care of them. And so my mom would go to work. And my dad was in prison most of my life. Uh, He didn't get out until I was in high school. And so I just grew up fast, always taking care of kiddos, helping make bottles, change diapers, um, homework, the whole nine yards. And so it felt like I didn't have a life to live and I didn't know what other kids did. So the moment I got the chance to go and do what people my age did finally, the moment I was like, well, I don't have to be um, the mother all the time. They can go to their dad's house. I can be free. This is what I get to do since, you know, my relationships obviously fail. So I did just that. I went out, I went to all the little local bars we have. I went and just drunk with my best friend. We went and we tried to smoke, failed miserably. I think that was God's grace in hindsight, but just thinking I was trying to do everything that everybody else did. I was trying to party and just um, live a life of rebellion in all honesty because it looked so fun and other people made it look so fun and I was watching their highlights the best times of the night I wasn't watching when they wake up in the morning late and they're behind in their sluggish I wasn't watching them throw up over toilets where other people sit in the middle of a bar I was just watching them have fun I thought that's what people my age do and so after a while I would find myself pregnant with my fourth child and this time I was just totally like taken aback this was the first time I was pregnant and I wasn't wasn't in a serious committed relationship and I thought how could I let myself get to this point I was doing so well I had great businesses going for me um my children were well taken care of and it seemed like at that moment I was, every weekend, my children were at their dad's house, and I was doing what I thought people my age would do until I found myself pregnant with my sweet miracle, Naomi. And at that moment, I said, okay, fine. Obviously, I can't have fun in life. I can't do all the bad, crazy things that everybody else gets to do and get away with it. I'll come back to you. And so 
I kind of just shimmied my way back to God, head hanging down, um, and just saying, I'm coming back. You're all I know. You're all I have left. I have no support. I have no help. Um, I didn't even know who the father was of my child. I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know. And so all I have is you. So I dragged myself back to God and with open arms, he accepted me and he showed me his grace and his love and his mercy and his favor. And it's something I can't deny. Um, It was at that moment that I truly got to encounter the other side of God that I hadn't known my whole upbringing, that loving God, that accepting God, that actual father who wanted to be a father to somebody who was the fatherless. And so I gave my life back to him and I said, I can't do it on my own. I can't. So I gave my life back to him. The next day, um, I got my car got totaled. Somebody ran a stop sign, hit me, spun me around twice. I landed up on a curb, um, a curb that is higher than most curbs. So, you know, you have your regular um, sidewalk curb. This curb was like at least a five extra inch above it. And so they spun me around, landed me on there right before hitting a brick wall. Um, And my car stopped. I walked away wasn't hurt, wasn't bruised, nothing was broken except for my vehicle. Um, And I thought to myself, this must be the devil really trying me. I didn't think, how could you, God? I gave my life back to you, because that's what the old Courtney would have thought. I thought, I can't believe that you really tried it. You really tried it, Satan. And I know that if this happened to me, there must be something better for me. And so I travailed on. I didn't let that discourage me. But I would find that in the months after me giving my life back to him, it would be a series of attacks and bad things that just kept hammering me in the head. It was my car, and I would go on to not have a car for seven months. Then my water broke, and then I gave birth early, and um, I was alone in that hospital with a one-pound baby. And I'm thinking, this is not the plan, but I trust you anyways. And um, in the midst of when my water broke in the midst of being in that hospital by myself being on bed rest i would find myself trying to rest in the word trying to rest in the presence of god just you know soaking it all in but the moment i laid my head down i was getting attacked in my dreams i was seeing what i'd never seen before things that you know i would have never thought would happen in a dream um just dark shadows and dark figures um all the scary movies that people rave about my mom never let us watch them growing up she didn't believe in watching anything with a witch or a wizard on it and so i really wasn't exposed to that i just knew oh we don't go near it i don't know why of course you try to rebel and watch the movies anyways and hope they don't catch you but when i had those dreams i thought i thought this was in movies i thought it was made up i didn't think it was real but I was getting um, night after night. I was waking up, my bed would be soaked with sweat and I would be getting choked by these shadows that just would be coming in my room. And I was seeing things crawl backwards at me and I was thinking, what in the world is happening? It got to a point where I wouldn't go to sleep. I would put on my worship music and I would just sit in my bed and I would rock back and forth and think, I can't close my eyes. But after about a month of those dreams, I began to have the unction to say the name Jesus. And when I said the name Jesus, everything left. Every dark thing left. There was no other shadow in that room. There was no shadow in my dream. I could breathe. I could speak. And it was a real 
fight. It was like that for at least four months. And at one point, I know sign language, I signed the name Jesus. I was being held down so tightly that I said, if I could just sign the name Jesus in sign language, I know that I would be set free. And so that went on for a few months. Um, even after I gave birth, it still went, went on for about a month after that. Finally, finally, there was a breaking point where they couldn't touch me. And I'm not one to be, you know, I grew up in a church where they hoop and holler and they stomp on the devil and then they go back into the mundane life that they live in. So I'm thinking, you know, all oh, the devil and angels and stuff like that, like it must be just preachers that can see that. It's not like normal people. But I had a dream one night where I got to encounter um, Michael the, Archang- the Archangel. If you watch or if you read the Bible, rather, you'll know that there is Michael and he's an angel and he is the angel that fights. He's a warring angel. And so I was in this dream, same thing, trying to be held down by these shadows. And I look up into the heavens and I see this angel, this huge sword going after every dark thing coming after me. And it was from that point on that I knew I am truly protected. Nothing is going to drag me back. Nothing is going to um, come over me, come into me, hurt me or harm me. I know that as sure as I saw that angel, that God is real. I knew the name of Jesus being able to utter that out. And suddenly the sleep paralyzation stopped. Suddenly the demons would flee. I knew that I knew that, you know, this is very much real, that God does know, he does care, he is up there, and that it's not just some, I used to tell myself, this is like God is playing a game of life, and he's playing that board game called life, and I said, this must just be funny to him, to mess up my life, and to make me back pedal, and it wasn't him, it wasn't him the whole time, it was the enemy, it was the powers and the principalities and Satan and all his demons trying to make me think and push me around and make me think that God is up there toying with me. It was years of generational curse. It was years of sin that I was accepting into my life and thinking that was normal. And it was all that bondage that was keeping me from experiencing the love of God. And although it felt like I had to go backwards a few steps to be able to launch forward, I know that I needed that time, that consecration with the Lord to see that he really was good. He really was for me. His grace and his love was pursuing me that whole time. The whole time I didn't see it. And um, I used to just blame him. But in all honesty, it was everything trying to keep me from seeing that. Because I know that the devil knew that if I saw how good God really was, if I saw how graceful, majestic, and how loving he truly was, I would never turn back. I would never be convinced anything different. And so that leaves me where I am today. Um, Today I'm with all my four beautiful kiddos. We are just... um, wrapped up in the grace and the favor of God every day. We're experiencing that grace and that favor that the old timers talk about whenever you ask them, how are they? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. And I used to just, you know, roll my eyes and shrug my shoulders, but that's what we're walking in daily. Um, I am experiencing restoration in my relationship and I'm able to experience God moving through other people through me. He has blessed me with Um, what once was one business, he's blessed me with now 
for businesses and I'm able to stay home with my kiddos and take care of them and run these businesses and um, and life has truly been turned all the way around a complete 360 um, I'm so grateful so thankful um, and so changed truly by God um, those things going through them I would hope that nobody would have to go through them but looking back I can say glory be to God and I'm glad that he took me through everything because um, he knew I'm a, I'm a girl that questions I, I question a lot of things and I know a lot of us do but I'm that child that's just like but why and so I think for me he said Courtney I've got to show you the why and so he took me through um, that series of loopholes allow some things to happen in my life so that way I can know the why and I wouldn't question it ever again. And that is my encounter with God. That is my encounter with Jesus, the one who died on the cross and set us free, who defeated death, hell, and the grave. And I am forever thankful and grateful for my life and what I've been through so far. Um, and my prayer is that it would change you and that it would change anyone who is able to listen to this video and that they would know that God is real, that God loves you, that his grace and his mercy is always pursuing you, and that you are not alone, even in your darkest moments.